Everybody. Hi, Squeezer. Sup? Oh, sorry, I'm watching the Top Gun trailer. Oh. All right, so when I said we we're going to talk Comic Con stuff, you're like, oh shit, I better catch up really quickly. Yeah, I was. I was working all day. I was a busy well, boy. No, you could be trend. You could uh, be the audience. I'll tell you. I'll fill you in. And I did not watch the Top Gun trailer. So hold on, while I cook. Watch the Top Gun trailer. He is so handsome. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I want him to accept that fight with Justin Bieber and whoop his ass. Did you hear about that? No, I don't. I, I got... I heard about it on Hollywood no. Babylon. Apparently, um, Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. Um... And apparently it was... Apparently, I'm saying apparently. Too much, uh, it was a joke until Dana White claim that people have talked about it it's not a joke this might actually happen and i'm thinking tom cruise is gonna whoop this kid's ass yes because tom cruise does his own stunts was taught how to fight in probably at least five to ten different styles he, he probably he probably knows he's probably actually killed people in training Right, and just sacrifice like, he, he's like, them to I, I need to know what it's like. He's one of those like actors that's like, I need to know if I'm gonna kill someone. Right, I method. need to know what it's like to take a life. Right, and they just bring some guy in, put him in the cage. Right, and someone he, who like turned their back on Scientology, and now they're gonna die. Uh, that's a very good point. And Tom Cruise just circles the cage until they release him, and he kills them. Yes, and with if, his teeth. And if he and does his bare hands, just rips him apart. Listen, I, I I'm not one of those like just hating Justin Bieber things guys to hate them. I have no uh, skin in the Justin Bieber game. I don't listen to his music. I don't care about what he does. He's not. No, he's, and, but at the same time, I wish him great success. He's nothing to me. But if no, but, I don't. I don't. I don't care either. I just you know I'm not shitting on the kid. But that's right. So I'm not saying Tom Cruise man. is gonna whoop his ass because I don't like him. I'm just saying just based on what I know about Tom Cruise. I don't know much about Justin Bieber, but I don't think he could fight Tom Cruise. No. In fact, if you had to pit, like, have a death match with a num pick, if you brought back Celebrity Deathmatch, mm -hmm. Tom Cruise is my number one seed, I think. Well, that's what um, Kevin Smith said it sounded like. He said it sounded like a Celebrity Deathmatch come, come to life. Oh yeah, I, I'm taking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise takes the entire King of the Ring tournament. I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix is in there. Um, I think he would just crazy himself. Out Joaquin of the... Phoenix might eat people for all we know. He'd eat the ref though. Yeah, maybe. Speaking no, of Kevin go... Smith, yeah. today oh, did... today he surprise dropped the silent uh, uh, Jan Silent Bob reboot. Yes. All the familiar characters are there. Uh, it, it warmed my heart to see Ben Affleck in there after the two had a falling out. That was pretty cool. Um, it's been probably 13 years since Ben. Oh, and 
I might put Matt Damon in in my he, he I might he might make it to the semifinals. Yeah, Matt Damon. He's in the movie too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ben and and uh, Kev haven't worked together and since Clerks two and um, his cameo and I know things were said and they were kind of there's kind of a falling out. But Kevin was always nice saying I don't blame the guy. I'm a little big mouthed idiot. And um, Kevin posted a picture on Twitter last night of the um, Silent Bob v or Bluntman v Chronic poster. And Ben Affleck retweeted it with Snoochie's Boochies, and I was—I just warmed my heart. Aw, Ben's a good guy, and that's just—he's—he's he's been dealt a rough hand. I feel like in Hollywood. I mean, he's—he's <laughs> he's lived a charm life directing, and, and he's a talented actor sure. and talented director. And but, he finally gets to play the role he's always dreamed of, and it just—it just gets. Yeah, he is yeah, a huge Batman fan and collector, and 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 read. He's read more comic books than probably a lot of people who say they're Batman fans. And he just he didn't get you know the right story to be Batman, and I thought he did a great job. And and that stuff happens all the time. I I mean, it's just that Batman is on that level where no, it, I, I criticism he opens did... up. I mean, no one. He did a great Everyone job went, as Batman. It was just the, all the th- the story around him, the Martha. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, like when Nicolas Cage did Ghost Rider, no one gave a shit except the hardcore Ghost Rider fans. Right. You know, and it was also at a time when comic book movies weren't at the forefront. No, um, but yeah. So, um, and uh, Val Kilmer is playing the the superstar blunt, blunt man. And I'm, I'm assuming the third Batman, Kevin Smith says he has three former Batman in his movies. I'm assuming Diedrich Bader, who played Batman on Batman the Brave and the Bold, is the third one. Because I know he's in the movie. So, I'm Him, Ben, and Val Kilmer. The three Batman. If you're wondering. But yeah, Val Kilmer's in. I'm so happy to see Val Kilmer in a movie. And he's doing well. He's healthy. Yeah. Um... Maybe people will say, hey, that looks like a young blunt man when they see me. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been with me when creepy old men tell me how much I look like Val Kilmer, right? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It warms my heart. It's so weird. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was a time, too, when they look at me and go, oh, this, wow, Val Kilmer really let himself go. What? What? No. It was just... There was a moment in time where we, we, were, we, would, we could... Uh, share the same belt. Oh, you and me? No, Val Kilmer. Oh. Oh. Yeah. When he kind of let himself go, yeah. Yeah, but not anymore. Not anymore. Now he's looking yeah. good. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, you. You are very much a you know Doc Holiday last twenty minutes of the movie Val Kilmer. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's the... <laughs> You got that tuberculosis look going. Uh, and much like our friend Suburban Homes have said, I, 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 the early podcasts, if you listen to them, I sound like I have tuberculosis. <laughs> so he, um, the first time I ever heard someone, I was working at Subway, I was 15 or 15 years old, and this older woman would come in often, and she'd wait, it was, the Subway was in a gas station, the Texaco, 
and she'd wait until like walk look around the mini mart until I was free to build her sandwich and then she'd get in line and she'd just stare at me creepily. She wasn't a bad looking woman, she's just much older. And one day she finally like I, I wanted to slide the sandwich in the bag across the thing and she grabbed my hand and oh. she grabbed the sandwich. She goes, Has anyone ever told you you look just like Val Kilmer? And I, I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, No, <laughs> <laughs> she's like you do uh, okay <laughs> and then since then I've gotten since then um, uh, the NBA player who's married Kim Kardashian Chris Humphreys uh, yeah I've I'll take your word for it yeah it's not he's not even he's like a big man like, uh. not fat but musculature and whatnot oh well no no uh i've gotten the kid from the twilight movies um i could see that yeah and i've gotten some when uh, i've been out of overseas in aruba i've got a bunch of british dudes that i look like and uh swede who works for the wwf the camera guy uh scotty uh has both Mm -hmm. scotty told me first because he likes to brag that he watches football said I look like this a soccer player named Gareth Bale and a bunch of of course yeah, yeah I, that, you know what now that you say it I see it yeah that guy and a bunch of British guys uh, so I was down at the bar in Aruba and they're like holy shit mate I didn't even ever tell you look I took out good Gareth Bale and I'm like was that English <laughs> <laughs> that I the... mean I get it it's your language you can do whatever you want right. with it but it really uh, I'm, I'm You're sorry. just making shit up as you go now. I, I don't speak the king's English. <laughs> what did you just say to me? But <laughs> they wound up being awesome, and I hung out with them all night, and we just talked Star Wars and garbage all night. But, yeah, they thought I looked like uh, this soccer player. So, yeah. Well, I, you know what? You got that going for you. I it, was either – I either got um, D'Lo Brown <laughs> or Grimace. <sighs> Man. So. You better recognize. I mean, it's not like anyone's ever said, you look like Brad Pitt or you look like Leo DiCaprio here. We're not talking leading men. Val Kilmer is a leading man. Okay. He was Batman. Uh, he was Batman. Yeah, but so was Michael Keaton. I mean, come on. Michael Keaton is a leading man. He he, yeah, he he's was not, the lead we, role three times in one movie. Would we call him handsome by any means? In his own way, sure, but he's not. Okay, George Clooney took over, and and then um, who's the f- Michael Keaton has his own action figure. He does, but then I think George Clooney was the first like, ooh, heartthrob Batman, and then 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 they've been casting heart- Adam West would disagree. That is true. <laughs> good good. Pull squeeze. That's true. Uh, I think um, you didn't see George Clooney doing the Batusi. No, the Batusi. I know. I could do it anonymous. Come, <laughs> come. He's a, just really that's dramatic. <laughs> come, Robin. We have to get. Nah, I, can't, I lost. I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm doing. Um. And David why Bell. doesn't Batman dance anymore? We remember have to... the Batusi. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> so, um, 
I, yeah, I think George Clooney started the trend of hiring heartthrobs to play Batman, which I don't like. It was George Clooney, and then it was um, Christian Bale, and then Affleck, and now the Pattinson, the leading man to the lookalike of R.K., supposedly. Hmm. And uh, so you're saying you should play Batman? Oh man, Batman with a gut? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, slight beer gut. I drink. Yeah, beer. I mean, you just I'll suck it in, or yeah. the Ghostbusters. You find it. I mean, hey, Val Cal- or uh, Michael Keaton wasn't exactly ripped. They just give you that uh, right. rubber. Hey, those they rubber give me, muscles. They give me the rubber. So just give me a girdle under that rubber suit and I'll be all right. I can play Batman. Fuck it. Yeah. As long as you give me the Batman suit where I don't have to turn my head and I can fight like just in front of me, I'm fine. You just have to like, you just have to like pivot at your hips. Yeah, that's a fighting style. Yeah. It's Batman 89 fighting style. It's kind of like a Hap Kaido in a, in a sense. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whatever the hell that yeah. is. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, also, um, they released the trailer for It Chapter 2, which is frightening as fuck, and I cannot wait to see it in September. Enjoy that. And uh, that... <laughs> so here's what's ironic tonight. We were... Uh, Enchantress and my sister and her mom and her friend are going to see Beetlejuice the Musical uh, on Saturday in New York City. I bowed out. Because I'm a Beetlejuice fan, but I am not a musical fan. And they were talking tonight about where to go to eat. And they asked me, because I know a thing or two about the city. And I'm like, well, what theater is it in? We don't know. So I looked it up. And it's in the Winter Garden Theater. Oh, shit. What comes to mind immediately when you hear the Winter Garden Theater? Well, that would be um, the what the hell was their tagline now and now and forever. Except now, I don't know. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, you, but yeah. you're talking cats. About, yeah, cats exactly. Yeah, it was now and, and forever. And she goes, "How the hell do you know that?" Because she didn't grow up in the metropolitan, greater metropolitan New York area like we they did. ran those goddamn commercials all. On WPIX and WOR9 and and fucking Fox 5 New York mm-hmm. all the time. I'm, you know what? I'm going to fucking pull it I up. I know the entire musical. This <laughs> is uh, from the commercial. I never saw it. I don't right. know what the... I know there's Mr. Tabbykins and Ruffelstiltskin and really? The One Dies. I didn't know that. And they float up in the sky on like a, a car. I think. I don't know. I, I didn't. Here it is. Right, I'm pen. Cats. The number one family musical in America. <laughs> Cats. Holy shit, this the is taking me back. The thrilling theatrical event. Cats. The magic, the mystery, the memory will live forever. Cats. The seven-time Tony Award winner. The once-in-a-lifetime experience. The most exciting family musical in the world. Cats at the Winter Garden Theater. Call at the Winter Garden Theater. We now return you to your afternoon movie with starring Michael Ironside. Right. So she's like, how the hell do you know that? I'm like, listen, they played that commercial here nonstop. Like every three yep. commercials was a commercial for Cats. Da, na, na. 
So apparently, I didn't watch it, but they released the trailer. They're making a movie based on that play. I saw the stills. Is it horrifying? Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know if it's horrifying. I just uh, the the commercial scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, it's creepy. Isn't that where that song "Memories" is from? Memories. Yes. Now, yeah. if anything, though, this does get us closer to getting our Thundercats movie. Yeah, I guess cats, and then what's next? Thundercats. And once we get Thundercats, oh. then we get Brave Star. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Could we get Hacksaw Jim Duggan to play uh, Lionel? <laughs> that would be awesome. Thundercats. Ho! Flips his two by four Ooh, in the air. We get an all wrestler. All right, we get an all wrestler cast for it. Oh, speaking of all wrestler cast, Tiny you... Lister as Panthro. Zeus, yes. Sorry. Uh, um, Medusa as uh, uh, Chitara. Well, Alondra uh, Blaze uh, as as her... Who else? What other? Oh, who? Well, you got someone to play the kids. Nicole Bass is already dead. Uh, who Schnarf? <laughs> Schnarf. Oh, Hornswoggle Schnarf. Hornswoggle. Well, he's more modern era. Well, well, not in the last ten years. No, Dink is Snarf. Of Doink. Is he, a... is he alive? I don't know. No, I'm. I'm like. Trying to find people that are alive. I was gonna. What about John CGI? Well, I guess we're gonna CGI. We might as well CGI a dead person. Yeah, anthropomorphic cat onto it. Anthropomorphic. Yes. Uh. So, uh, did you see the coolest thing to come out of San Diego Comic Con yet? I saw this last night and I was like floored by it. The Terminator. Nope. Oh. Mattel is releasing. WWF Ghostbuster tie-in figures, and they are fucking awesome. It's Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and John fucking Cena as the Ghostbusters. But they're not like a Ghostbuster. They're, they got their own names. And then Undertaker is like this big purple ghost with this green winged eagle championship belt. I need all of these figures but the John Cena one. <laughs> Have you Googled them? I'm looking at them. Um, they fucking awesome. Okay, so someone listens to this show and goes, "Hey, I have a great idea of how to make a bunch of money off of some idiot that has a podcast." <laughs> Is that why they emailed me? <laughs> yes. Oh, that poster artwork is awesome. I know. This is so cool. I cannot wait to buy these. Are these not like have me <laughs> written all over them? Oh, it screams. Yeah, it's that's so you. I, I want that Undertaker more than anything. Yeah, that's pretty. That, but the promotional poster is sick. Yeah, it's all sick. They're that that's a that's a fucking no brainer crossover there. Yeah, and they're probably gonna which makes no sense. No, <laughs> no, but other than we we have a market. Yeah, it's we have the license to both these products. Why not? We have to like fill the void until they release the 2020 
Boom, sorry, Ghostbusters movie. We have to sell something. Let's sell this. And they're going to sell. They better not have their distribution problems that they've been having, especially with the retro figures. Unless you buy them off fucking ringside collectible at a premium, you're not going to get them. Yeah. They're almost, almost impossible to fucking find. But they are like the, the series, let's see, series 10, series 8. Series, mm, I think either Series 8 or se- 7 with the Kurt Angle, Seamus, and uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK. Mm-hmm. Th- those are, I've been seeing them discounted for 7 bucks at Walmart. We saw them like up, uh, like tons of them back in March. Was that March? Uh, it was March. And then uh, I, I was just at a Walmart on 191. And they had them for seven bucks, and they had plenty of them. So maybe they're gonna start moving in. I already have C- Series Ten Diesel and Junkyard Dog from Ringside <laughs> Collectibles, but they're not on shelves yet. I don't know how this fucking works. Apparently, if you listen to the uh, major wrestling figure podcast, um, they say it's just distribution problems that they're working on. But I don't know, maybe it's just they get kickbacks from these comp- these web companies to sell them there early. I don't know. Whatever. I'm. I guess I'm a. I, I. I'm a man who loves the hunt, but I'm also okay with spending a few extra bucks to make sure I get it. Yeah. So it's it's a, like, I'll hunt for one to keep mint on card, or to like to let it breathe and open, and then I'll 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 pay for the one to get it early just so I am the first to post one of the first to post it on Instagram. <laughs> what's uh they getting a release date on these i don't know i just saw they were on um uh i just i just saw they're all over instagram that san diego comic con god damn those look awesome yeah are you gonna buy them i might have to actually get one or two of these i i have to get the rock I have to get the HBK. I have to get the Taker. I probably have to get the Stone Cold, and then I'm probably just gonna have to complete. The you got to get the Cena just get to the complete it. Cena. But they could have picked someone better than Cena, don't you think? Well, I'll do. I mean, it, the thing is, he just kind of, if we're talking like that era, it you know, it kind of he kind of does stand out. Like you could have put a. I mean, yeah, Goofy Shawn Michaels does make a good Ray, but you could also have done like a Mick Foley as the Ray. Oh, Mick Foley would have been a hundred percent better than John Cena. I would take in, and then a Kane goes too. Maybe they're gonna do more, but Mick, oh, that would be sweet. Mick Foley would tell, or maybe they're saving mankind as a, for a ghost because he's more of that supernatural. Maybe because he was with that. But then who else? Let's see who else. Like I would even take. I would even take who was top of the roster? X Pac or or mm. wait, what you just said top of the roster and then said X Pac? Oh yeah, X Pac was top. Oh, I'd take Jericho. Jericho would be better in there, but they're never gonna do Jericho now because he's AEW. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna put way too much thought in this as the show goes on. And you don't think X Pac was top roster? 
Uh, he wasn't an A guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was. He drew A money, yeah. Uh, you're, so you're saying... He wasn't saying World Heavyweight Champion Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, 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 no. The no, Rock. No, no. Sean... Okay, then. But he's... I, I, John Cena's in there. Yes, and he is an A guy. He... What, he... Oh, Just because you weren't watching doesn't mean Edge. he wasn't at the top of the company. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, that was Edge's career would have been... I mean, you could put Triple H in there. That would have made a little more sense. Time to play the game. His um, Ultimate Series is pretty dope. He's got uh, like a, this chain mail uh, like sleeve of shirt on. And he's holding up like the the big eagle, the the, the second winged eagle championship. Mm-hmm. And a sledgehammer in the other hand. It's pretty cool. Those WWE Ultimate figures are awesome. They released um, Ultimate Warrior and Ronda Rousey in this first series, and then uh, Bret Hart and some guy I don't know in the second series, and the third series is uh, Triple H and uh, Finn Balor as the Demon, I believe. I don't know much about him. I just know. He's Mosh. <laughs> Mosh. What about Thrash? Nope. Just Mosh. Uh, so, yeah, that's some of the news out of... Very cool. So, we are talking about... We're, we're doing our summer shows, and we're talking about staying up late in the summer. Um, before we get to that, I want to tell everybody uh, the pin sets are about halfway spoken for they're gonna i'm waiting on the stickers getting delivered at the beginning of next week and then all the pin sets are going to be mailed out that have already been uh claimed if you want to claim your pin set there is probably 30 pin sets left oh shit i gotta get on that yeah we had 100 and there's probably 30 left so if you want your pin set you have to go on radiers.com follow the five steps when you do all said five steps, you screenshot and you email me at rk at I will put you on the list. It's first come, first serve, and you will get free Brad Years pins, free shipping. There's no gimmick. There's nothing out of your pocket. They will be sent to you 100% free of charge as our token of appreciation for you listening to the show every week. Um radiers.com get your pin set before we run out uh chipping alone on the weight of the rk pin is going to cost me a fortune it weighs about two and a half pounds Damn. i'm making it I'm, I'm setting you up here squeezer nothing oh no sorry i was looking at these figures you weren't listening to me no you're 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 plugging away so i was Trying to figure out who else they can add to the Ghostbuster collection. Oh yeah, I knew you were still working on that. Yes. No, I told you. I'm, I'm saying that shipping alone. I gotta close this. Shipping alone is gonna kill me on those arcade bins because they weigh about two pounds. And you're like, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the irony of that is, you should have just made mine out of lead then, so it's more accurate. <laughs> Stop. You're, uh, you're a talented, handsome genius. Mm. Talented, handsome genius that's running out of coffee already. Well, 
Uh, it's almost midnight. It's almost Friday. You don't get to hear me slurp all night. Morning. You're going to hear Squeezer slurp all night. But first, let's start the show. Squeezer, your first pick. You ready for it? I am. Here we go. fuck was that it, it was a commercial for a product <laughs> was um it? i don't know if you guessed what it is for um oh my god that was creepy yeah that's why uh, i came across that i'm like oh that is uh, that's as 80s early 80s commercial as you can possibly get um the, the ladies in it were actually quite scantily clad for 1981, though. Little mm. little string bikinis on uh, TV that wasn't, uh, uh, what the hell was that? Uh, Don Johnson show? Exactly. Miami Vice. Miami Vice, thank you. I wanted to say mm. Hawaii Five-0, but that show is old. Um, wow. I told you I'm out of coffee. Uh, who doesn't love, so you're out late at night. You're yeah. in the dark, yeah, and you want to be a little active. You want to play a game, and uh, baseball is not the best option, uh, nor is hockey. So you want to throw something around so you get yourself a nice glow-in-the-dark frisbee. Well, if I was going to say, baseball is not a good option because you lose the ball. Yeah, or you just take one in the teeth. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, you, but you had to plan ahead... Because you had to charge these things. Because uh, you have to, like, set them in the light and let them absorb the uh, UV goodness. I'm, I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Do you know how it actually works? How glow-in-the-dark works? Yeah. No, but keep talking. I'll look it up. Look that sh- yeah, look that shit up. Uh, uh, some of the best, uh, the Frisbee disc uh, produced by Whammo. They had their iridescent series, and those were super awesome. They glow in the dark, but they are also kind of like reflective too. And depending on how it would glow and shit, like it would like change, you know, like color, hence mm. iridescent. As a flu, it's always fun. There was also where has it hell is it? Uh, in 1991, we were finally given uh, the Discraft Ultra Star, 175 grams of absolute goodness. And they came with a glow-in-the-dark version of it. It's still, in my opinion, one of the best frisbees ever made. Uh, and but it was just fun. You go out and you just throw that thing around, and you know, sure you you know get busted up or collide with each other, but you could at least see the frisbee. Um, I have I, I have an answer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All glow-in-the-dark products contain phosphors. A phosphor is a substance that's a substance that radiates visible light after being energized. Two places where we most commonly see phosphors are in TV screen or computer monitors or in fluorescent lights. In a TV screen, an electron beam strikes the phosphor to energize it. In a fluorescent light, ultraviolet light energizes the phosphor. In both cases, what we see is visible light. 
In the case of a fluorescent light, there is normally a mixture of phosphors that together look like a light that looks light to us. Uh, chemists have created thousands of chemical substances that behave like a phosphor. Phosphors have three characteristics. Uh, it doesn't matter. To make a glow-in-the-dark toy, what you need is a phosphor that is energized by normal light and that has a very long persistence. Two phosphors that have these properties are zinc sulfide and stromium aluminate. Stromium aluminate is newer. It's what you see in the super glow-in-the-dark toys. It has a much longer persistence than zinc sulfide does. Oh, that's good. Cause, yeah, you, you'd start to taper off not too long after, you know. Yeah. Busting out. What was what was the second one? I I because I have plenty of zinc sulfide, but what do I need to go get? Uh, strontium aluminate. Strontium aluminate. The phosphor okay. is mixed into a plastic and molded and to make most glow in the dark stuff. Strontium aluminate. Shopping. Apparently, um, back in the day. When you'd see stuff glowing uh, that didn't need charges, uh, did you ever see that the women who'd like paint with the radioactive phosphor on the watches, yeah. and they'd like lick the tips, and they all died of radiation poisoning? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, okay. Uh, eight ninety nine Protex powder paint. Powder, glow-in-the-dark powder, 75 grams for 12... Oh, you can't just buy this shit. Yeah. Huh. All right. Good to know when I start manufacturing glow-in-the-dark things. I think we got to make, at some point, for maybe for Halloween, a glow-in-the-dark pen of some sort that we Ooh, could sell yes. and recoup the cost of all these pens I'm giving away. Made of strontium aluminate. Yeah. You guys uh, email me at rk at com and let me know what pin we should make. Um, and we'll make I'll make that motherfucker. And um, we'll sell it to y'all uh, for Halloween. We'll, and it'll be glow-in-the-dark. Whether it be ALF. Because we're not talking cop. I, I will infringe copyrights. <laughs> so. You, no, you don't infringe. You bend. You bend them. Right. I, I will put some sort of bent on it to make it. To mold it to my what, um, fair what use. Pin, what pin out there that you can buy online isn't just a blatant violation of every copyright out there? No, everyone's selling. So I feel like if everyone's doing if if everyone jumps off the Brooklyn Bridge, you're going to do it. So why not? Oh, yeah. Everyone's selling copyrighted stuff, IP, and as pins. Why can't we? Why can't the fucking radiers? Shit. I should copyright. By the time we're getting to it, everyone else has jumped off the bridge. Don't tell anybody that down. I haven't copywritten our logo yet. It would just be, yeah, that would be karma. Anyone could go out and say, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I, I should put our logo out into um, what's that called? The fair use shit. If we're giving the pins away for free. Who cares if anyone makes stuff? I want people to make merch with the logo. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. It should be, uh, what's that fair use shit called? Yes. Use us to your liking. Yeah. Email me if you want um, uh, an illustrated version of our logo, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> Go ahead and do, <laughs> do what you want with us. Because, you know, Squeeze only yeah, has what? two kids. We don't need money for anything. No. 
Uh, if I just have some of that strontium illuminate, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, how so did you make it here at that? That was. Let's get some. Yeah, oh, that, fucking... it was a tracker. They had the. Let's get some radium and make it glow all the time. Yeah. Whether it be energized or like not. Toys in, like toys in the fifties. Yeah. All we had to worry about was that Chinese lead paint. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait, are you done talking about your frisbee? Because I kind of interrupted with the glow in the dark. Oh no, I think that I think that was the right place uh, to go with it, though. I was gonna give some whole boring history of where it, you know, like, so back in the day, uh, it was a, you know, a pie plate company, and then uh, some guy was gonna. Uh, kill a guy over a matter of $80 and then this kid named Clint Eastwood threw a pie pan and it hit the gun and shot the hat off his head and, and someone got in the idea to make a frisbee. Oh. Well, good history of frisbees and going in the dark. Uh, I feel like it's yeah. safe to move on to my first topic. Very nice. Now you have, to, you have to go right back to London and go back to work on the other film? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm deeply indebted to you for coming and, and saying hello to us tonight. It was very nice to have you here, and thanks for putting up with me. The film opens uh, June 29th and, and probably will be the big uh, knock em dead blockbuster of the uh, summer. Oh, I just remembered something. Yeah? <laughs> um, today's a friend of mine's birthday, and I just want to say, um, where's the camera that's looking at me? Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Rory. That's it. <laughs> You can get you one of those long-distance things from MCI and just, you know, you phone can... them up. You can just call them up. I don't have time because I'm here. <laughs> but, but tell him to go see my movie. All right, well, and you tell him. I don't even know this person. No, tell them to go see my movie. That's what you... I, that's what I was doing, and then we had to interrupt it for the personal well, announcement. You know how... <laughs> All right, let me take care of this. I'll take care of this. Hand me that card. Give me that card. I'm being, I'm being. Yeah. that when you and your little friend in the Knicks outfit are getting in a cab later, okay? So, this is obviously a clip from David Letterman. Clearly. Clearly. And hold on, I'm going to drink some delicious Heineken beer. Oh, you suck. Um, when I was a kid, I I've talked about this before, Dave Letterman... Mm -hmm. Like, was, like, the ultimate stay-up indulgence. Ow! Oh, the hell was that? That was my uh, bottle opener. Oh, I thought you were doing, like, the whole Letterman throwing shit out the window right now. Well, I'm doing that, too, but... Always uh, confused me. That was funny. No, but it confused me because it was light outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was that, that dumb kid. You did the same thing to me. No lie. Um... So there was something about, like, adult watching. And this was Julia Roberts, and she's promoting a movie. And it's 1994, and it's the June of 1994. I'm 12. And I'm watching Dave Letterman. And Julia Roberts is just adorable. And she's flirting, and she's being so affable and... Uh, and, and um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, accessible, like anyone could hang out with her. Yes. And she's like, yeah, she's like, oh, Dave. And, you know, Dave's just like, okay, I was doing that. And he hands a car and she goes, kiss me. And he leans in. They do a smooch on the loops. You're like, Woo, sm- uh, smooch on the lips. <laughs> smooch on the loops. Smooch on the loops. <laughs> that, that could be the pin. Smooch on the loops. There you go. Make a Fruit Loop pin with uh, Toucan Sam. The loops go in the dark. Smooch on the loops. Smooches uh, Dave Letterman on the lips, and the crowd goes crazy. And um, as a kid, I remember going. I, I think Madonna was on that summer. And I know Beastie Boys were on performing Sabotage. And that's what clued me into Sabotage and Beastie Boys in general. Yes, Sabotage was the song that turned me on to the Beastie Boys. Not Fight for Your Right to Party. No. My parents had MTV blocked in our house. So it wasn't until uh, 94, which was this summer, when we had FX. And they would run uh, this show at night called Sound Effects, which played music videos. That I started like learning about like modern music. <laughs> Me locked up in Catholic school. I'm like a fucking Amish person. And um, it, you know, aside from my uh, pocket rocker tapes, that that was all I had. So I s- would learn from Letterman. Um, I know as old as Letterman is was when he retired. It was always strange for me because as a kid, Letterman was always like the cool show to watch, the more adult show. Uh, Carson and Letter Leno was like for old people. Letterman was for the kids. Yeah, it felt like it was more of a hangout. Yeah, maybe you know, that's it, what it, it was. It didn't feel as, even though it, you know, it is. It didn't like feel as structured. Or like, it's almost like they said, "Hey, go on TV and do something." Right, and you'd get like you'd go to the gas station and get your snacks and come back with your. Your Snapple cream soda. Remember when Snapple sold soda? Oh, that's right. I remember drinking a Snapple soda. It was in like the same bottle, but the bottle came to like a soda lid, not your typical lid. And what other sodas did Snapple sell? I just that just popped in my head drinking Snapple soda, watching Dave Letterman. <laughs> uh, root beer. Um, I'll open letter concerning the abandonment of soda. Uh, I knew this. I, I was drinking Snapple cream, but they sold root beer. And um, cherry lime Ricky, which sounds delicious now. I think I've definitely. I remember, had. yeah, they had those those metal lids that like give they you the, did, those razor but they didn't sharp have them. little like abs they didn't have them long they went into plastic lids after uh, lids true root beer yeah uh, i remember pla- uh snapple soda yeah the, what i remember had the plastic lids but it was still the glass bottles fuck i wish i, I can't find i could only find the root beer i can't find the cream i can go for a good cream soda right now yeah, but I was drinking a Snapple cream soda watching Dave Letterman. Because I'm pretty sure, just like Howard Stern, um, 
Dave Letterman always drank Snapple or Tuxedo. Because Snapple was a very New York thing. Remember that when it first came out? Was it? I, oh, my I God. Yeah. Wendy was a Snapple a lady. Thing. Oh, my God. Snapple was. Sorry. A... I wasn't hip. It was just. No, like, like, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld drank it. Like Howard Stern talked about it. Like they, they would joke about it as being very New York on, um, Saturday Night Live. I never associated it with that. It was, it was iced tea. That's. Hmm. Um, okay. A big snap, 166 million deal to become the city's official drink. The Big Apple. How do you become a city's official drink? Will become the Big Snapple. Yeah, oh, Snapple was always Snapple. A, a big... It was always... Yeah. It, Snapple's still big in NYC. Snapple was huge in New York City. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was created in Long Island, New York. That's why. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I... I don't, that was... That's... I never looked at it that way. I always knew it that way. I, I just because of those old TV commercials with Wendy Kaufman, the Snapple lady, and her like her um her like New York accent. Huh. I no. I I, just, I remember the Snapple lady. I just I, I never associated it with that. Uh, like I never thought like oh that's a New York drink. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, yeah, Dave Letterman. We've talked about it before, but staying up late and watching Dave Letterman as a kid was definitely a treat and something that in the summer, I, and you appreciate the fact that he still did shows, not as many as he did in normal season, but he still did shows in the summer. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's squeeze the next bit. TV. They just yeah, so recently I got that weird weird feedback loopy thing going on. Sorry. They just recently decided to discontinue Mad Magazine. Yeah. Um sadly and it it's weird. I mean, really the the show and the magazine like had nothing nothing to do with each other, yeah. Nothing to do with each other. Except for those name. spy versus spy cartoons, which I love. Yeah. I was oh, obsessed. Here's a summer memory for me, and this is like a, a night memory. My buddy down the street, um, my brother met him. He was more my brother's age, like a couple, two, three years older. But he had a pretty solid Nintendo game collection, and one of the games he had that he hated, but I was just obsessed with playing with Spy vs. Spy. Yes. And like every chance I got to pick a game and play it, I'd play Spy vs. Spy. And there was some nights we'd have sleepovers at his house, and it was all night Nintendo, NES, all night. Mm -hmm. And when it finally became my turn to pick the game, I'm like, Spy vs. Spy. And everyone was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that game. It was, we it was weird. It was different. Yeah, and they, they were like, <laughs> we laughed like our friend Donnie. So I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I we're staying on the, the the TV thing. It's one of those things. Where it's like, oh wow, I'm a I'm a grown up. I'm staying up and uh, you know watching late night TV that I normally wouldn't be able to. So at this point, I mean, Mad TV came out uh, in '95, and at this point now I'm f- you're my twelve because I'd be yeah. thirteen. Yeah, twelve. It's the perfect age for a kid. Like this brand of humor. It's like they they, t- they took what people bitched about Saturday Night Live becoming when like uh, Adam Sandler and like David Spade and Farley were there. It was just like sophomoric and immature. And, and down they kind of doubled down on it. But they were up against probably one of the best classes of Saturday, of Saturday Night Live ever. Uh, Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, uh, Rob Schneider, yeah. uh, uh, Chris Farley. Come on. Yeah, they were going up against Mike Myers, 90- Dana Carvey. Well, Mike, I think Mike Myers was gone by 95, no? I think you so. You keep going. I'll look it up. Yeah, but um, they put together a cast. So you got Brian Callen, uh, uh, David Herman, who would go on and do a bunch of voiceover work of like all the shows you love, Orlando Jones, Phil Lamar, Artie Lang, uh, Mary Shear, and uh, Nicole Sullivan, um, and Deborah Wilson. Nicole Sullivan, in my opinion, just carried the show. She was great on Scrubs too. Yeah. Was this okay? So was this the summer of '95? So you would say like the episodes that ran up to it that they replayed in '95, that cast. Uh, so it came out in October of '95. Yeah. Okay, so we got to go to season 21. All right, here's the cast. Jim Brewer. Damn. Okay. Will Ferrell. Damn. Daryl Hammond. Fuck. David Koechner. Uh, Norm MacDonald. Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall. Tim Meadows. Sherry O'Terry. Molly Shannon. David Spade. Nancy Walls. Chris Kattan. Colin Quinn. And Fred Wolf. Now, the season prior to they debuted was... Ellen Cleghorn, Chris Elliott, Chris Farley, Janine Garofalo, Norm MacDonald, Michael McKeon, Mark McKinney, Tim Meadows, Mike Myers, Kevin Nealon, Adam Sandler, and David Spade, Al Franken, Laura uh, Keitlinger, Jay Moore, and Molly Shannon. Whew. So they were that was a murderer's row. Right. That might have been the best year of Saturday Night Live ever. Wow. And Fox decides, hey... Let's go compete with this. Yeah, right. Uh, I watched from time to time. Uh, they had so, and I, I felt oh, like they were more uh, skit. Uh, I don't want to say skit, but uh, you say more pre-packed stuff. You didn't say Irish muffin. Oh, Irish muffin. Did you, just, did you see all the I, I thought like your mic was like squeaking. No, that was Irish muffin. Hi there, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. All right, get, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Oh no! I felt like they did more like pre-produced stuff, which SNL does on... more today now. Yeah, um, but my uh, and I just remember watching the first episode when it debuted, and it's still stuck in my head to this day. And I just watched it this afternoon. Uh, holds up to an extent. Has some douche chilly moments, but uh, the Gump Fiction bit. Uh, I mean, a- as a-, a kid that was. 
at that point I'm 12 and I've seen Pulp Fiction and I've seen uh, Forrest Gump. And then you put the two together hmm. and it, it's uh, fantastic. I didn't quite get the Phil Lamar bit when he's like, not again, not realizing that was that actually was Phil Lamar. Lamar that was in Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they did some really funny stuff and some uh, some stuff that didn't land. But I mean, Orlando Jones, Artie Lang, Phil Lamar, Brian Callen. Um, and again, no, Nicole Sullivan, just the character that she played, that like the one... Uh, Oh, she played the nurse mm-hmm. and just people coming in and she's just like just the worst fucking she just nailed it i'm, I'm kind of stammering here yeah she, uh, she was a funny character actor actress and she played um the really annoying uh needed to gossip uh yes. kind of like the mirror to elliot but then wound up dying of uh, rabies and scrubs and wound up being in one of the most like emotional episodes of scrubs ever when um, she died of rabies and she donated her organs and all spoilers, all the patients that Dr. Cox was trying to save died. And I think how to save a life was playing. It was really sad. It's good. Episode. Scrubs fucking fantastic. Show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then they did some cool uh, animation stuff, some claymation. The uh, uh, they did spy versus spy cartoons, right? Spy versus spy, yeah. Um, the uh, parody of uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And the um... where they're like gangster, and uh, Yukon Cornelion comes in, and he like kills all the elves and crushes one head in a vice, like casino. Um, oh, it's fantastic. And they did it in the uh, um, uh, Rankin Bass claim stop motion style. Yes. Yep. It looked just like it. Oh, uh, you, if you put them like side by side, you wouldn't know the difference with, unless you know it's like you see Santa with like you know. That was probably a the hole most, in the head. That was probably the most expensive bit on the cartoon. I'm sorry, the show. Would, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was one of those things where it it was it was a little fresh for a while, and then I kind of lost. Uh, lost track of it i, I, but, remember... I mean, we also got i mean some of the people that got their start here or uh got a little boost i mean like will sasso um bobby lee and um who knows we would we have key and peel without they were both you know mad tv right? i think they came in towards the end like like season nine i think they actually started um taron killam who's frank caliendo <clears throat> Who does all the great uh, impressions? Oh, that's right. Uh, Alex Borstein, who just got nominated for an Emmy, she plays Lois on um, Family Guy, and she's in that uh, m- marvelous Miss Maisel show she got nominated for. Oh, that's her. Yeah. <clears throat> oh shit. Uh, Orlando Jones, don't forget OJ. Orlando Jones, who hosted the I show. I said Orlando Jones. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, I listed the first oh. cast. Uh... Orlando Jones hosted in 94, the year before this, the show uh, Sound Effects that I was talking about that I discovered music on. He hosted the show as OJ. And then they realized OJ wasn't a good nickname for some reason in 1994. <laughs> but yeah, Key and Peele were on it, and they were featured in season 8, 
and we're in 9, 10, 11, and 12, it looks like. Keegan-Michael K, too. Um, Simon Helberg, uh, who went on to be in one of the... I, I'm not a fan of it, but... Um, what's that fucking show? Big Bang Theory. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, who's a funny guy. He was in um, Suicide Squad. as one of the guards. I'm looking at the list uh, here. Michael McDonald. He, oh, he was in Scrubs too. He's the I guy. Think everyone was in Scrubs. Michael McDonald's the guy who played Stewart. Oh, really? Yeah. Not the guy from um, the Doobie Brothers. Ah, uh, oh. Okay, never mind then. He played the guy in Scrubs who was always like, my mom pushed me down the stairs. Remember? You don't remember Scrubs as well as I do, I don't think. Yeah. I know, I, there's a lot out there. I don't retain things like you do. <laughs> but Scrubs deserves your retention. I'm sorry. Or, oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando Jones was in Evolution. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, it was directed by um, the same director. Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman of Ghostbusters. Yeah. It had a, I want to go back and rewatch that. That was a strange movie. Uma Thurman and uh, don't tell me uh, the guy from X Files uh, was in it, right? David Duchovny. David Duchovny, right? I saw. I don't it. think it was Uma Thurman, though. Are you sure? I saw it in the theater. It's Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. I saw it in the theater. Cause yeah, I, I think I saw it at. I probably saw it at like uh, the Roxy or something like that. No, I saw it first run. With my girlfriend at the time. That came out when we were in college, right? Yeah, I think it was 2001. Yeah, I was fresh. Cause I, I, just, I forgot all about this movie. and then... Yeah, I, I saw this because I'm an Ivan Reitman fanboy. And DreamWorks, there was a long story that Sean William Scott was in it too. Stifler. Yeah, because yeah, he was hot off his uh, American, hot Pie. American Pie. Sarah Silverman, I'll be working video for Sarah Silverman on Friday. Toot toot. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. I just hope she's done early so I can go home. <laughs> I think she's funny, but... So jaded. Dan Aykroyd's in that movie, too. I forgot all about this damn film. Yeah. Now, I saw this in the theaters, and I was disappointed. Not good. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best. I feel like I'm going to go back and when when there's all this other stuff that I actually need to watch out there, I think instead I'll go back and rewatch uh, Evolution. All right. Good pick. All right. Here's mine. That wasn't my pick. <laughs> well, I know it was Mad TV, but we discussed Mad TV. Yeah. I was more of a fan of the comedy, the sketch comedy show on Fox before Mad TV. Sketch comedy show on Fox before format it was a show of brotherhood it was a show of Ooh, fire safety it was a show uh, okay um hold on there we go it was a show that was in living color <laughs> <laughs>
This takes us back. Oh, you know what? This all makes sense. What's that? So, I think, was Kelly Caulfield? Did, didn't she wind up Kelly Caulfield on Mad TV? And she was on, uh... She was on in Living... Uh, she was on Seinfeld. I know she played Noreen. A high talker. Uh, maybe not Mad TV, but... She was on... Mm -hmm. So, in Living Color, uh, FX, when it debuted in 94, that's, like, how we spent my whole summer watching. At night, they would play a couple episodes of In Living Color, which I loved. And then they'd go to OJ. Uh, this this was FX was owned by Fox. It was just started. Then he gets a job on the Fox comedy show called Mad TV. I didn't even think of that. Hmm. But yeah, I was a big fan of In Living Color. I, we watched it all the time. We even watched, as a family, their... Uh, we switched to, I don't know if we had to switch or it was on the same channel, their halftime show with Fire Marshal Bill. Remember, I think it was Giants Bills? Nineteen uh, twenty no. Super Bowl? No, I don't remember this. Oh. Yeah, we, we as a family, and we bought Doritos because it was like a Doritos. I remember having the Doritos bag and having the, the, like the game chip to see if we won. I can't remember what the fuck it was for. This is all just coming back to me right now, but we watched the halftime show with Fire Marshal Bill, the, the um, In Living Color halftime show. Hmm. But yeah, I just pull had to pull this up. I'll watch this later. Fire Marshal Bill halftime it show. It was In Living Color halftime show. Well, yeah, it's... Yep. Super Bowl special. Yep. Okay, here is my next pick. Hang on, don't. Oh, no, you're sorry, not ready. My bad. No. Yep. Okay, sorry about that. Are you ready? Load that. Save that for later. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Folks, here we go with your final SummerSlam report. All of the seats are gone for this Monday night at Madison Square Garden at SummerSlam. The only way you can see it all happen is exclusively on pay-per-view. Make that all-important telephone call. Do it right now. Please don't miss this one. With the match made in heaven, the vows, the marriage, the nuptials of Miss Elizabeth and the macho man Randy Savage. I can hardly wait. And then the match made in hell. Earlier on, we promised comments from both Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Unfortunately, in a sudden turn of events, it seems these two are unavailable for comment. They've reconsidered. The tales at this point are a bit sketchy. So, in the summers of my childhood, there was no WWE Network. No. There was no monthly pay-per-views. There was no Monday Night Raw until later. There was no SmackDown. There was Superstars, Challenge, uh, All-American Wrestling, a couple of syndicated shows, and mm -hmm. Primetime Wrestling, and four, then later, five pay-per-views. We would tape. We got all the pay-per-views at our house, and I'd, mm. tape them, I'd videotape them all. And a lot of summer nights turned into me and my buddy re-watching taped pay-per-views, like leading up to SummerSlam. Okay, so you're like preparing? 
Well, you got to prepare. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just like this show. <laughs> nasty Boys are taking on the Legion of Doom. How'd they get there? How'd the Nasty Boys get the title? Let's go back and rewatch. You, you could get your wrestling buddies out. You get your Hasbro WWF figures out, your rings. You put on a pay-per-view, and then you're you're just having fun. You're playing wrestling. You're wrestling. Hulk Hogan's taking on Batman's, uh, Batman's rogues gallery in the ring. Why fucking Legion of Doom's cutting a promo on the Nasty Boys. Getting them, when this SummerSlam's coming, brother, you're going to get fucking Doomsday into the ground. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how I want, but hold on, we'll, I'll tell you right now. Let's, just, let's check in. The way, the million oh, one million dollar man wrestled Virgil. Dollar man Ted DiBiase meets his former bodyguard Virgil. I've been told that former bodyguard. Will be there. The ah, mean Gene. I know, rip mean Gene. Voice of an angel. Oh God, I remember that match. Let's take a look. It's through these doors that walk the scummiest people in New York City, boss man. And through these same very doors, you're going to be walking after our match in SummerSlam. You'll be kicking, you'll be begging, and you'll be screaming. Do you remember this? Th like, they kept bringing, I like, criminal people or, like, cop people to, like, feud with boss man, and it was just gold. Yeah. Ah, that fucking stun stick. The no, I remember, yeah, I remember watching, uh... I remember watching the SummerSlam up the street at the buddy's house. Matchman Heaven? We talked about it. Yeah, my brother loved Boss Man. But he, he didn't really love wrestling like I did, but he pretend he liked cops. So he pretended like Boss Man. And I told you how my mom would, like, make, made my room up in, um, WrestleMania stuff, and she hung this, like, WWF stuff, and she hung this, um... Like, I remember this, him doing this, like, very obnoxious fingerprinting. This is crazy. She hung the poster for this SummerSlam up in my room. Match made in heaven, match made in hell. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so, yeah, watching WWF pay-per-views, taped, playing with wrestling figures all night long was definitely a staple of late nights uh, in my youth. Uh, I think we can move on to your next pick. Olive. Sorry, you guys heard me yelling at Olive. Ah, uh, Olive. She's in my closet, like stomping on plastic bags or is she in a cave getting a sword because it's dangerous out there it's dangerous to go alone you'll need this yes uh shit so i would take I all to... i wouldn't need a sword yeah oh yeah well i mean to be fair you all you start with a shield so you're mm -hmm. already you know you're halfway there that's true <laughs> and to be fair if you do it right you don't even need the sword to beat the game 
Really? There is a way. Or, there is a way around it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that way is, but there is a possible way to complete it without actually going in that cave and getting the sword. Um, but we would spend all night. So there, we're down to a couple uh, games that would be like our go-to up all night. And it was me. We'd go. I'd go next door, um, to my buddy's house. And it was one of those things where it was no longer. Like, it wasn't a sleepover. You know, it's like, you, know, you had, like, your organized sleepovers, right? right? And then there was just the, you know, I'm I'm two doors over. Yeah, that's what most of mine just, were, yeah. Yeah, and you just you just didn't go home. You know, it, it wasn't, I wasn't sleeping over. It was just, I was there until, you know, four in the morning. Right. And you just kind of meander back home and you go on the bed for, like, two hours or something like that. Or not at all. Um... But yeah, we'd be up all night, and Zelda was one of those ones because <laughs> you could spend all night playing it, and not beating it, um, and just kind of uh, getting lost in the world. But to prevent from getting lost, we'd take it to the next level, and we would just task ourselves with mapping out the world. So we would just wander around, and with like sheets of paper and we would just map where we were going where we were and uh and there there were like nintendo powers i guess that could provide that information yeah but what, what's you know, fun in that what's the fun in that when you can do your own cartography right um and yeah we would you would die in the process um we'd probably i don't think we ever like got as far east uh, as like the ocean, uh, and we we get lost up in the mountains and stuff, but uh, we would usually end up just plodding around the you know around the lake and stuff. We never got never got like a complete map. Uh, it's a big ass game, and it's very easy to get lost in it. Uh, but we would spend hours of, and it's fun too because like the play. It, you you kind of grew with it, getting like different like the different power ups and different weapons, and also being able to see different enemies and stuff. Um, my personal favorite, I I I was a, I would prefer the magic boomerang over everything else. Right. Uh, magic rod's pretty. Who doesn't love a good magic rod? You know. Right. Uh, but yeah, just hours and hours on end of like I said, it's not a sleepover. It's just. You're up and you're just, yeah, playing Zelda until, you know, God knows when. And this is because you just, you got sick of grinding out um, Rampage. I think I mentioned that before. We'd go through and just spend all night. And that was one of those games, at least Zelda, you could save. Um, whereas Rampage, you couldn't. So you just had to grind it through and play the entire thing straight through or just walk away with the power still on. Right. But yeah, that this was Zelda was like our go-to. Zelda had just the battery save in it. Yeah, it and battery ran, save. And it was it. one of those games where like you you felt like you kind of you could commit to it. Mm. And like you could you can you can it went beyond the game. You know, like we were mapping out the world and like mark out like where enemies were and we knew where power-ups were and stuff like that. It's almost like we were preparing to do like a speed run one day or something. Um which did you see uh there was a sub seventeen minute run on Ocarina of Time recently. She what? Yeah, whole game. It, it, well, it's the uh, what do they call it? The all percent 
or whatever. Just the, it does it's the exploit one. So whatever whatever hacks and tricks and uh Yeah, but even when I do that I, I can't even get past the first fucking three rounds and Yeah. Well my thing is I get lost wandering. Mm. You know. I, I and like I said, I'm like who would want to I get it. It's it's a skill and it's amazing. Wow, look what you you got you got through there in 17 minutes. But why would you want to rush through that? Where right. I would want to just kind of meander and and you know just prance around on Epona all day long. Mm, yeah, me too. Oh. With you on that, and just listen to that music. Dun 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 Oh, now it's stuck in my head all night. Thank you. Sorry. No, no. It's not nothing to be sorry about. Uh, okay. Um, Zelda was yours. And this is my one that I can remember that we stayed up all night. Because it was just... I don't think I don't think there is an ending to this game. Uh, quite literally. So, um... My friend and I were obsessed with The Tick. We were obsessed with Fox Saturday morning cartoons. Obviously, mm -hmm. we had Batman animated series, X-Men animated series, Bobby's World, um, Eek the Cat. But more obsessed with The Tick than anything. It was like our own... Com we, like, we discovered the comic books, the toys. We felt like it was our own thing. And the game was a beat-em-up game that never fucking ended. We would play, I had it for Super Nintendo, and he had it for Sega Genesis. So when we stay, and he lived a block down the street from me, so this was the bulk of my sleepovers that we talked about. So when we would stay at his house, we were playing it all night, all night, on um, the Sega Genesis. And when we were at my house, we are playing it all night on Super Nintendo. Like, just playing it, like, we'd be like, all right, it's your shift, you gotta take on, you know, it's your, your turn to do it. Mm -hmm. and we tried game genie we tried everything this game is just imp i don't know if there's an ending <laughs> uh is there a difference between the two ports not just it sounds a little better on super nintendo okay the music ended, right. it's exactly the same so it's just a beat em up that you beat up people forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and there's like no ending but it's so much fun it's really great and it's got like a really good tick vibe to it. You could call Arthur. You have three Arthurs per like continue, and Arthur comes down and will like like inflict damage on the enemies. It's just a lot of fun, and uh, like um, like I, it's 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 got a good soundtrack. And I'm I'm reading this book called uh, Super Mario: How uh, Nintendo Conquered the World. I met the guy at um, uh, RetroCon who wrote the book. And, uh, hold on, I should actually say who it is. 
Super Mario how Nintendo conquered America. Um, and in the book, he tells us, so it's, you can get on Amazon. I'm reading it on Kindle. Um, there's only 11 left in stock by Jeff Ryan. Oh, Jeff Ryan. Um, <laughs> it's the definitive story of the rise of Nintendo. And it's a really, it's I, I like, I'm gripped. But he tells the story of like the guy they hired to like write music for Nintendo. And he wrote um, that he wrote the Super Mario Brothers theme. It was like being repetitive, but not realizing you're being repetitive. That was the key to making like a good uh, song for a game. And um, the theme for Mario Brothers, like, I think it was like four or Mm -hmm. five songs that they put together and they looped. Like I'm butchering it, obviously. But when yeah, I, read, yeah. I read that, I was like, that's genius. It's a really good book. It's uh, Super Mario, How Nintendo, Con- How Nintendo Conquered America by Jeff Ryan. Uh, I think it's 12 bucks for the paperback or, or 12 bucks for the Kindle, which I'm reading on Kindle. It's a, good, it's a really good read so far. It's a great story of how um, Universal and... Um, our buddy, who we, Blake Harris, who we had on the show, you could go back and listen to that in the archives for Hero Console Wars, kind of touched on this story. But Universal sued Nintendo over Donkey Kong, saying that they're infringing on their King Kong copyrights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it came to court, the lawyer from Nintendo brought up the case just years prior how um, Universal sued RK, was sued by RKO over stealing king kong but they said since it was made in 1933 it was public domain and it was free for anyone to use so because yeah. of universal's own lawsuit they lost and they were embarrassed and had to pay they were collecting royalties from people on donkey kong they had to pay them all back pay lawyer fees oh, shit. and just a few years later like the cucks they were made a movie called the wizard which was basically a 90 minute commercial for nintendo ah uh-huh. yeah and they offered. They're like, please let us do this for you. So yeah, our, our nights were like, like the the first level is called the Night of a Million Billion Ninjas. So you're just on a bus, like kicking ninjas, and it's like a beat 'em up till you're just sick of beating people up, and that's what the tick it, is. It is very in the spirit of the tick too, to not really even have a goal or purpose to <laughs> right. the whole game itself. Right. And at the end of an episode, it's very yeah. You know that might be it. Heals spoon. It's great. If you could get a, a ROM of this, try. And if you beat it, let me know what the ending is. Because um, I've still not done it. Even with Game it looks Genie a, It looks a lot like uh, uh, like the like X-Men side-scrollers. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just a beat-em-up. But it's just... for It takes forever. There's no end in sight. Like, I beat the X-Men game. I beat the Ninja Turtles game. I've never beat this. Uh, I do have a, uh, I got a playthrough for you. I don't know if it's all the way to the end. Oh, but no. But if you have I saw three hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. I'm sure there is an ending. I just think it's funnier thinking there's not three, an ending. But three hours and 50 minutes for a beat-em-up. Yeah. That's fucking forever. <coughs> I wonder if you even face Chairface Chippendale at the end. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'll let you play it and beat it. All right. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, so that was one of my favorite all-night games. And uh, all right, we're, we're, moving, we're moving to your fourth pick. Here we go, Squeed. Kelly, need to bring me a torch. Kelly, your tribe has spoken. It's time for you to go. What the hell was that? So dramatic. Really? You don't know where the hell that was from? Nope. That was from Survivor. You never watched Survivor? The TV show? You could say it's a TV show. I would call it um, an event. No, nah, although this was, I think, Survivor season two. By then, I think people got bored. I never watched Survivor. Never a second of it. Oh, I was mandatory because in school that's what everyone want to talk about. So I'm like, fuck. I guess I'll watch it too. Well, we're not talking about Survivor though. Oh, okay. Uh, we're talking tiki torches, which is basically what they had. So okay, so I'll finish it up. Uh, Survivor. It was a uh, reality show where you survived even though there's like you know camera crews there and they're not gonna let you die um but it was a game show and at the yeah. end when you got voted off uh you took your fancy tiki torch and uh jeff probst would like put it out and then that was that was you having to leave flame had been extinguished and you had to leave Jeez, yeah oh the, dr- the drama was thick Basically, every show that just followed the exact same formula then, like the real over-the-top music and the cutaways and the drama and people crying, like there's a, this deep emotional bond that they developed over three weeks while filming a TV show. Yeah. But me, personally, I just love myself a good tiki torch. And when I think late night, hanging out over the summer, you can't, you can't not just sit out there by the picnic table on the deck or on the patio without some uh, culturally appropriated uh, lighting implements. Implements. Damn, flub that one. No, you got pretty good. Okay. I said it was on implements. That's like your anthropomorphize. Mm. Uh, Yeah, and they're basically just uh, citronella cans citronella candles with a little bamboo holder really um but they go back i didn't realize it so i'm like oh this will be interesting mm-hmm. uh 1930s this actually started like picking up so for some reason in the 30s like there's this big rise in uh like polynesian culture and like hawaiian culture okay. actually let me look at this when did when did hawaii become a state not till the 1959, right? Oh, now you're just making stuff up. No, I just guessed it. I think it is. Holy shit. How did you do that? I knew that. I just knew that from a fucking something I looked up like a few months ago. Right, what was Hawaii before it was a state? 19, I just 18, pulled that 16. right from my brain, dude. I, I was that, not typing. How? Who knows that? <laughs> Me. I know when Hawaii became a state. 
No, I, 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 I God, I'm gonna make sure to bring that up down the road again, so you can show off that little bit of knowledge. Yeah, all right, thank you. Uh, all right, then I don't know why. Then in the 30s there became this whole uh, hula hula sensation, and Polynesian culture thing started taking off. But in the process, they started going with uh, the 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 torches that would, uh, you know. That you would see. I, I don't know if that if that's even accurate or not, but we took them and started going with it, and then it was in the fifties actually when it, so tiki's like Kleenex. It's, yeah, it's not. A brand. It's not like it, it's it's a citronella torch. All right, it's a brand. Over, it's a brand of citronella. Yeah, torch, yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize. I just you, you associate it with that kind of uh, candle. Oh, that kind of torch, if you will, and it's yeah, it's Tiki Torch is a brand, and that was started back in the back in the fifties. Uh, that came with it, and Tiki itself is like a an idol, and like a, it's not actually like a Tiki Torch isn't like a thing. They don't call it like oh hey, got your Tiki Torch. Yeah, no. I have, I have a Tiki mug of Stay Puft yes. Marshmallow Man. Yes, Tiki um, a Tiki is what. Um, Mike Brady wore around his neck. They got bad luck when yeah, the Brady's won exactly. a one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but who who doesn't love some good exterior illumination? Oh yeah, the tiki torch is yeah. great. And since Ronaldo mm-hmm. keeps, and- we were out on the on the deck tonight, and our, nice. our kitties love being outside. But they're on leashes, so Schmuffin loves rolling around the grass. It, it, and we looked it up; it's an it's a cat anxiety thing. Really? Yeah. With when cats have anxiety, one of the things that relieves them is uh, being in grass and chewing on grass. And and it, and she's like at her happiest when she's like laying uh-huh. and chewing on grass. Schmuffin loves that, but Olive is like a, a, who's normally like the bold one is scared of shit and she's like a little lap kitty she's the kitty we always wanted that just wants to be on your lap and like lay beside you and and mm-hmm. crave your you need needs you giving her 100 percent attention so she just lays on the couch out there so i i burned one of those coils that works pretty well yeah the mosquito coils uh-huh. mm-hmm. but as soon as i got out of the range of it i got bit up like like someone who walked out of like the range of of, of like like um, a castle wall and got hit by fucking archers. <laughs> so I have like 16 welts on my feet and my elbows. Uh, they got me immediately. And then and I they, bet you're delicious. Yeah. They lit me up they let me up good. Yeah. And for me too, it's like, it, it, I think it does a better job of spreading its essence and also, the light that they throw is fantastic. It is very romantic There's, light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing more relaxing than the like the light of a flame, and especially the bigger the flame, the better. Candles are great, but you get a couple decent tiki torches like kind of surrounding you, mm-hmm. and it's just God, it's so relax. It, it's it just for me that screams late night summer. That's immediately the first thing that I think of. Um. And uh, they make great Singapore canes if you're backyard wrestling. Uh, yeah, there you go, that too. Uh, so, 
I, I'm now wondering if where if I should go get like ten of these and surround my deck in them because that would be like wonderful and keep I mosquitoes so. away. Um, great pick, yeah. That's like staying up all night as a kid. It's you, your parties. As soon as the tiki torches were lit, you knew your parents were willing to let that party go late. Yeah, and the longer you could keep them at the table, like as you're running around like a bunch of idiots. Um. And you're like, why are they just sitting there? Now all I want to do is just sit there. Yeah, I know. I get it now. Uh, yeah. I so get it. Uh, we became we became our parents. Fuck. Uh, I just want to sit still and drink in the dark. Yeah, I don't even care. Like I like drinking, but even if I'm I'm not drinking, if I'm just sitting still quietly in the dark, I'm happy outside. Uh, let me know when that happens. Uh, what do you mean? You have to stop drinking first for you. No, uh, like, if it's the daytime, I won't drink. Of course, no, no, of course not, no. Not all the time, sometimes. Not all the time. Yeah. All right, here is my next pick. I was so happy to think about this clip and play this clip. This, I want to go watch this whole movie, but here we go. You named your cat Julius. The secret to take out eggplant parmesan is extra cheese. Here we go. That much cheese? Oh, yeah. More cheese, the merrier. There you go. Now, I, I, I know you're probably used to growing your own vegetables and spearing fish on the lagoon, but here on the mainland, we just nuke it. That's it. There we go. Feast your eyes. Dinner is served. Yummy. Yeah. <sighs> Through the lips, over the gums. Look on stomach, here it comes, Tom. Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like nuked food. Mm. Oh, I like nuked food. <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever. Twins, directed by Ivan Reitman, of course. Oh, yeah, look at that. We're coming around full circle full again. Full circle. Uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but I'm talking about nuked food. Because when you're a kid, at night, your cuisine was from a microwave. We're talking about Hormel cheese, bacon cheeseburgers, Hormel mm -hmm. chicken sandwiches, Hormel mini corn dogs, Hot Pockets, you know, all the best. Micro Magic French fries, Micro Magic burgers, Micro Magic shakes. <coughs> these things were like, your parents didn't want you to eat these at two in the morning, but if they weren't awake and you played your cards right, what's to stop you? Am That's right? a very good point. All right. But would you stop the microwave before it would beep? Oh, yeah. So here's the weird thing. My mom would store food in the microwave. Uh, it would be like an extra pantry. I get that. Would, the microwaves used to be fucking huge back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So it was like an extra pantry. So you had to open the microwave, clear out the food, put it down on the, on the stove, load the microwave up with your fucking hamburger, start it up, and just... just fucking pray <laughs> pray that it doesn't wake mom up 
and then get it right before that last second before the beef goes off. And you're going to have that delicious, like half melted, half frozen, half molted lava, <laughs> micro magic milkshake. You're going to have those delicious Chinese newspaper, cardboard, super hot, kind of cold French fries. Mm, I love those. I mean, I remember the first but- time I had a Hot Pocket, I ate it like it was like a fucking most delicious cuisine. We were in Sims Market. It was like a, a convenience store. And it was one of the bigger convenience store versions, that single wrap one. Mm-hmm. And they had a nuker right there in the store. So you bought it. It's like a buck, buck fifty. You nuke it right in the store. Oh God! It was. I was like, "This is the why? Why? Why don't I know about these? You could buy these in supermarkets. <laughs> this is like the greatest thing. It was like the pepperoni pizza, and to me, uh, my heart just and I immediately just got like acid reflux. <laughs> but if you had hot pockets in your fridge right now, would you? You'd probably go make one, right? Yeah, absolutely. I did two, um, ni- two nights yeah, ago. I, I had don't a meat- have any. I had a meatball mozzarella. I have one more in there. I might make it tonight. I can go for one of oh, the meatball mozzarella. Is good. I can go for a cheesesteak one right now. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Um. So like the microwave and and its various things. Like if you got the the Tostitos queso, or what we used to get was like the Frito Lay's like can of of cheese dip, where you had like pop the plastic top and then peel it back oh, like it was cat yes. food <laughs> and you microwave that and eat that with tostitos i don't know if it ever tasted like cheese but god darn was it delicious well who's to say what cheese tastes like right it was still delicious um then at some point when i was a little bit older i'm sorry for the burp when i was like <laughs> 16 or 17 my mom bought like a mini deep fryer like a fry baby or whatever it was called Oh, really? Yeah. And I realized that those Hormel mini corn dogs could be deep fried. <gasps> oh, yeah. lucky bastard. We're talking next level with some fucking spicy mustard. I got a story to tell. So this It makes co- no sense. You should look just like me. <coughs> but I can only like three or four of them. <coughs> oh, well, that's your problem, puss. This past weekend, Enchantress and I went to Atlantic City. As you saw on our Instagram, we stopped at It's Sugar and got all that awesome um, Stranger Things stuff. Much love to It's Sugar. Uh, you see the post on our Instagram. Uh, we stayed at the Hard Rock, which is the remodeled Trumptage, and they fucking did an awesome job with it. It's been about a year now since it's been remodeled. I highly recommend staying there. We usually stay at Oceans. We stayed at Hard Rock completely worth the money so much fun we went down to bally's and ate at uh, guy fairy's chop house i know how much you love guy fairy i am a huge guy fairy fan i hate like i i literally despise guy Fe- people who just shit on guy fairy just because it's like popular to shit on guy fairy because <laughs> it's, it's fun it, sure but he's just like a positive dude wouldn't you love to hang out with him and, and wouldn't you love to work on that show I'd probably be exhausting after a while. I'm way too bitter, way too jaded. Just because he's so, like, happy? Yeah, yeah. No one's that happy. You're hiding something deep down inside. <laughs> Listen, his restaurant, it's, so they brought out these pretzel bread buns. And they brought out a thing of butter. And it looked, I'm looking, I'm like, is that mustard is butter? Olive Garden? No, it's better than Olive Garden. This was... Whoa. 
mustard butter squeezer. It was mustard blended into the butter. Okay. So they blended. Wait, what is that? Uh, the chef came out and said, or the, the server came out and said, they blended blue moon, honey mustard, mustard seed into the butter. I'm trying this as soon as the show is done. It was the most decadent and wonderful like thing I've ever had. And then we, we had the lollipop chicken wings. And it, so it was all like drumsticks. And they I, I think they like tear away all the, like the cartilage and everything and they push up the Aww, meat. What the hell? They they push the meat the, the meat up to the top so it looks like a lollipop. Okay. And it's served with a was a, a wasabi blue cheese dressing. Hmm. For dipping. It was like like wings you like you never had. It was so fucking good. And then I had the chicken fried chicken and Enchantress had the lobster tail. With uh, asparagus, and mine came with a jalapeno cornbread. Oh, God, you're making me hungry. And sausage gravy. It was fucking phenomenal. You know, it's one in the morning, and I'm going to have to, like, post-podcast eat now. Yeah, well, you know, it's you deserve it. So the next oh. night, we ate at, um, hold on, i got to get the name of the restaurant. There's an Italian restaurant in... Uh, the Hard Rock, uh, Atlantic City, and we decided because the night before, um, we were like we were like exhausted, so we're like we'll just stay and we'll eat here, and um, we'll we'll see what it's like. So we went to this, and I went in my full RK regalia, t-shirt, backwards hat, and board shorts. <laughs> Oh, so you classed it up. Yeah, hell yeah. They knowing it wasn't like fucking anywhere else where like you have to wear like like whatever the fuck it is called. So it was uh Il Molino. Rustic Italian flavors will be served at Il Molino, spotlighting old world Italian blah 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 blah. My god, you sit down and they immediately come at you with this huge wheel of fucking hard cheese. I don't know if it was Parmesan or something. And they cut you out. They cut you each out a piece, like a big, like like a like a three inch round hunk of this cheese. That's the first thing. Then this guy comes around with this plate of um, some sort of rustic Italian bread with sausage baked into it on the top of it. They. They oh. cut you out a square of this, and it's like a it's like a four inch square block, and um, then they come by and they drench it in olive uh, EVO and and balsamic, and it, it's delicious. Then they come by and shovel the the best bruschetta you ever the most fresh like brilliant bruschetta. They shovel a piece onto your plate, like and it, it's like okay the little bruschetta is there soaked in all the goodness, but there's like. Tons of tomato and onion and everything surrounding it. Then they come oh, by with, a, then they come by with a plate of thinly sliced um, zucchini, deep fried and the spicy seasoning, that is better than any potato chip I ever had in my life. And and then she comes by and she goes, "Would you like to see a menu?" I go, "Just keep bringing us things." <laughs> I had the chicken parm and it was like this round, like they called it, like a a, a European cut. It was so freaking good. It buffalo mozzarella squeezer. Ooh. I would suggest if you're looking, if you're on the East Coast, 
and you're looking for a weekend out. Atlantic City is not what it was a few years ago. It is on the upswing. And try the Hard Rock. I am not being sponsored by them, obviously. I'm not being sponsored by Stamps.com or Casper or Blue Apron or Hard Rock. This is just, we had a fabulous weekend. You could go down and get all that awesome Stranger Things stuff from It's Sugar. The Hard Rock has a great beach bar. And if you love the beach and you love casinos and you love awesome food, Fuck, man, Atlantic City is, is happening if you're on the East Coast. I would suggest you take Mrs. Squeezer down there for a date sooner than later. Yeah, that's going to happen just uh, anytime soon. A mama Squeezer can watch and prevent your kids from watching Pee Wee Herman while you guys go down there. I might get you the room just to force you, because I know if I paid for it, you wouldn't let it go to waste. Oh, man, she's going to be so mad when I go by myself. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, nuke food's also good. <laughs> wow. That was a, that was a tangent and a half. This is wonderful, beautiful food we ate in New York. And uh, as a kid, we, you know, you eat nuke food and, um, it, it, it's cuisine. I, I still do it. I'm still, as soon as the show's over, I, I went from eating Il Maluno in New York and, um, the hard rock Atlantic city to eating a fabulous, uh, processed cheese product, meatball, and pr- mozzarella pro- cheese product, Hot Pocket. That does sound amazing, though. I don't know. Dip it in ranch. Ooh. Yeah. I got blue cheese. I get the good stuff, so. Yeah, kicking it up a notch. All right, we're on your last pick. Here we go, Squeeze. Look at all them stars. How many do you think there are? Two. What the? Two? You think there are chick? I lied, never. How could? Why do you think it is that mankind is so inclined towards hating one another? I don't know. Let's just lay here till we figure it out. What I what episode? Get by without a Simpson clip. Yeah, what episode was that from? Uh, that was uh season. Ah, uh, fuck. It was a later season. Uh, it was a later, well, not later, but somewhere. What was the story? Early two thousand, early to mid two thousand something. What was the story? Uh, it was like three separate stories of revenge. This is the one where Bart becomes Batman, and they also do uh, Homer. Uh, oh, I love those Macbeth. ones. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. so they're like three separate stories, and but it starts off with him and the rich Texan, like. Uh, getting in a road rage incident mm-hmm. ends with that but what i'm really talking about is not just the stars but back in the day before all these fancy pants phones came around you can just hold your phone up you actually had to have a device and i got one of these as a kid and i could never figure out how to use it until like the last minute and then by then uh yeah probably last week when i downloaded the app from my phone what do you no, want those astrological uh, Charts? Yes, a planisphere. Planisphere, yeah. And if you just Google planisphere, it it's the exact same one, and it, it's it's black with all gold, and then it has all the planets on it, and it's that image um, that shows up in even like the little Wikipedia blurb uh, on the right, uh, the astronomy. Uh, it's planisphere latitude forty degrees north. Uh, who made this thing exactly? I forgot who made this. 
particular brand. Um, but I I thought this thing was the coolest. I couldn't figure out how to really use it, so I just kind of spun around and held it up to the sky. I'm like, oh, there's the Big Dipper. I needed a device to show me that. There's instructions on the back, and I use it and stuff like that. But, yeah, you, you would align... Um, the, on the calendar with the time and date uh, and then hold it up uh, to uh, up to the sky and you have to orient it properly and this one even has like a little pinhole I think that you would use to like kind of like uh, 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 I think you aligned a North Star with it I'm not a scientist no, and like no I one said, ever accused you of being a yeah, scientist no I'll, I'll see if I can I read the instructions on the back no. using your planisphere no, the print's too small. Uh, and I just thought, this is one of those things that sat in my room then, too. You just kind of, I wouldn't even use it properly. i just kind of sit there and like, oh, look, cool, constellations. And you kind of just spin it and mm. uh, go through it like that. Uh, now, you don't even need this anymore because there's so many apps out there that kind of do it for you. Right. But And it does make it easier, too, because it updates it and there's all kinds of... Uh, little things you can click on that go with it but like just the old school ones that have been around for uh centuries uh this is old school technology um and as a kid this is one of those things that like your parents get you at christmas when you, you get all your all your cool gifts and then you get the one or two like educational things mm-hmm. you know to go with it uh but I was all for this. It was cool. I this kind of this sat next to the globe, and the uh, uh, who made the map we talked about? Uh, Fisher the, Price, like the states. This Fisher was Price. Was the Fisher yep. Price? Yeah, with the with the magnifier attached to it. Yep, Fisher Price. They made yeah. the globe too. Yeah, they all sat in the same pile. Mm. Um, did you have a planisphere? Nope. I couldn't see you. Your attention span. Um. To even to hold it up there and try to find to make it work. Well, thanks for uh, believing in me. No, no offense. What? <laughs> no. Am I, am, am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm we're. Sorry, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No, feelings weren't hurt. I was just joking. No, I feel bad. Well, oh, okay. Oh, no. I feel bad now. Now we're ending the show on a down note. No. You're just a sweet boy. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about your feelings. Um. Well, no, be concerned no longer because I'm about to play a King of the Hill clip for my oh, okay. last pick. He blocked the channel, God. Now I don't even know what I'm missing. Senator Feingold. I, Senator Feinstein... My dad is pushing every one of my buttons. <laughs> I believe you guys are first-time callers, so I'm only going to charge you a buck. For what? Beer. We better go. Why? Because beer's not TV-14. Set me up, my man. What's the matter? 40 ounces for a buck's a good deal. Oh, yeah. I just usually drink 30 ounces, but hey, it's the weekend. It is the weekend. 
Uh, so I was trying to find a clip where Bobby like sneaks out, uh, but I went with this one because it, I'm talking about sneaking out. So um, I wanted to talk about Enchantress's Barbie veil at some point. So she set up, she had the Barbie dream house. She had all these Barbie accessories and these dream Barbie accessories set up on her balcony when she lived in Italy. Her mom was in the Navy. Nurse station in Capri. So she she spent, I think, five years growing up. And five years when you're a kid is, like, influential. Mm-hmm. And she spent pretty... Like, there's a lot of times I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, was I in Italy for this? I'm like, oh, yeah. She came back right after Kurt Cobain, like, killed himself or Courtney killed him. And... Um, so think about those years are pretty formative. So she had this Barbieville on her, on her patio and we were going to talk about that. And she's like, well, usually when I went out, we went skinny dipping. And when I sang out, we went skinny dipping to sing them. And I was telling her, well, we, well, when we went out, we met up with these girls. She's like, well, what'd you do? I'm like, nothing. She's like, you did nothing. I'm like, no, <laughs> nothing. We maybe thought we would make out or, and, and, and you know, at, at that age, who knows what the imagination runs off with. But uh, essentially, you you have no balls to, to do anything, and you do nothing. But you meet out, and you hang out, right, Squeezer? Uh, with girls? Yeah. No. No. Even if, uh, by the time they were no longer icky, um, I mean, they still didn't give me the time of day. So. Well, this was like meet, like meeting out in groups and just hanging out plutonic like friendly there was no anything. Mm, no we were too much idiot too much of idiots but before that like my one buddy smoked cigarettes so we <gasps> like we so the texaco behind my house you know where that is yeah. so if you think like you go up like halfway towards the new high school and to the left that's where he lived so we ride our bikes almost all the way back to my place so he could sit out there at like one in the morning and wait for some dumb like 19 or 20 year old to buy him cigarettes and then at one point my mom found cigars in my room you're kidding me on my bookshelf and there was like a bunch of different sizes in this bag and she freaked out at me like you're smoking cigars she was vacuuming but she wasn't just vacuuming she was snooping and she's Mm -hmm. freaking out at me but that's i wasn't smoking them i would so all my buddies would go to this club, the main gate, and it was a dance club. But the girls would dance, and all the guys would smoke cigars because underage. So I would, I knew a guy who, because I worked at Subway, would sell me cigars even though I wasn't 18. So I would buy them at cost and sell them at a premium every week at main gate. Like, not like a crazy premium. Like, ah, oh, a buck a piece is a cigar if you want one. This is what I pay. You want and I'd make a little cash on the side, and she simply shut down my business. Well, what, what, what's what's your initial? What's your distributor getting out of this? He so I'd make him a subway sandwich. Okay. I, I was basically embezzling because I'd make him a sandwich, and we'd only mm-hmm. count bread. So that's how you knew if something was stolen. So if something was stale, you put in a bread count. So I'd make him. He liked this the the steak sandwich with the peppers and onions. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd load it up and I, I would like be, this was before they had like oven roasted and I'd put it in like the, the bread oven and like toast the cheese on the bottom and throw like two or three steak and steaks and thing on it and like load cheese onto it and put all his favorite toppings and give it to him for free. And he, this was his like money sandwich. He's like, this is the best thing I ate all week. I was like a super subway sandwich artist before people were 
making sandwiches in ovens. I was doing it in a bread oven that was like heated by lights, like an easy bake <laughs> oven. <clears throat> I could see that. That's worth. That's an investment right there. Yeah, and he would sell me then cigars and sometimes cigarettes that I would sell at a premium to other kids who smoked and make a little cash on the side. And my mom found my cigar stash and freaked out because she thought I was smoking them. And she didn't believe me that I was just selling them. She's like, that's too smart. You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they really didn't believe me. I was not. You know me. I, I, I like, get no, grossed no, out I, when I'm buying a cigar. Oh, yeah. You, you you run the other way. All right. I don't even want to be I, by the... I feel bad when I smoke you out. Yeah. So, yeah, I was not interested in cigars but i was interested in making a buck back then to buy to buy you have that you have that venture capitalist in you i really don't i'm giving away a thousand dollars in pins it's an investment in my in my future Uh, no in your need to be loved i guess i'm 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 making people wear a pin that's twice the size of you (laughs) Completely by accident. Uh, do you know how you're, the uptick in, in chiropractor uh, work is going <laughs> to skyrocket because people are like, injuring their backs wearing your pin? ass fucking pin. They could go out and wear the squeezer pin on their lapel or their hat or anywhere. The RK pin, they need to like get a fucking two-by-four to support it. Fucking... Some people pointed out to me I should be pissed at the manufacturer. I'm like, yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's... If I was trying to, like, absolutely sell this, yeah, I would be pissed. But we're giving it away, so it's it's fodder for the podcast. And that's all we have. We're, for now. We're wiped out of late-night summer antics. And I'm going to be honest with you, Squeezer. This was one of my favorite podcasts we've done in a while. Was it really? We had a lot of I had a lot of fun talking about this stuff, didn't you? It was it was quite pleasurable. Yeah, we I mean we we tangented it a lot, but it was pretty fun. That's yeah. It's been a while since we no, it probably hasn't been a while since we tangented it. Yeah, no, we we went we went um I don't I was know. going back listening through old ones and remember when we had the alarm? Yeah, yeah, the tangenting alarm. Yeah. yeah. Now that thing would just be basically there'd just be a loud siren going <coughs> off the entire oh, time we talk. Yeah, we, we went almost two hours and um I think we didn't really ramble off. We were fully prepared for this. It was fun. Like for something that I figured we would not have much to talk about, we did well. Well the the trick was I there's only so much limited information on I mean, unless you want me to break down the the science behind the planisphere. Yeah, you just uh, really have to give the people the feeling of what you did, not yeah. And I'm Barry Horowitzing ourselves all the way here, patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> it was a great show. If you want these free pins we talked about, <clears throat> go to radiers.com, do the five steps. It's a five step program. Keep stepping, like like DDP says or whoever the fuck says it. Uh, or Dustin Reynolds and and email me at rk at with said steps and I will mail you out a free pin set also I'll mail you out a bunch of our new three inch round stickers of our summer logo some of the old stickers and also 
you could be really cool and buy one of the we have like 10 t-shirts left they're for sale on radiers.com uh check out i've written two blogs so far for our summer vacation they're really good <laughs> check them out squeezes might write one before summer's over um but i got i i've got youtube content ready i'm 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 cleaning out my area we got stuff we're, we're okay all i can promise you is you're gonna have a podcast every week <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and you'll get a pin set if you do the steps right squeeze all yes right. we're gonna I, hit the, I, I i'll do it myself we're gonna hit the end here i just had to pull it back um all right i'm rk you're squeezer uh i'm squeezer and thanks for listening uh yeah, thanks. <laughs>